This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. This week, we dive back into the world of women's wrestling with somebody who is underappreciated in, I'd say, the history of women's wrestling. We're talking jazz. Oh, we are talking jazz. We're talking smooth jazz. We're talking hard ass. Hard ass, I was going to say. Hard times. We're talking jazz of every make. But most of all, we're talking the badass of professional wrestling. Truly a badass professional wrestler, Jazz is. I remember seeing Jazz when I was like watching wrestling the first time. I remember her debuting, and I was like, she is, she could beat the shit out of anybody. And I remember saying, like, I, I bet she could beat up the men's roster. She she gave me China vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's fair. Like, we're going to see her in an intergender match in her first match. But what do you remember about Jazz? Oh, man. I, you know, Jazz came at a very weird point in my fandom because she came right as I st- or she was, you know, especially in WWE, she she was there uh, right as I'd started. But it was kind of that like decline period. OK, yeah. um, like for her. Sorry, it was like a decline period for her um, pretty much after WrestleMania 19. Um, I, I remember her being the champion. Yep. I remember that few, she had like a feud with Victoria. Yeah, uh, that I still remember pretty vividly. Uh, and I, I, th- I just thought she was fucking huge. Yeah. Like I don't. I remember looking at her, and she was probably like the f- not even probably she was the first woman that I ever saw that was like just fucking jacked. Yeah, like she's not big. She's five foot four, but she's strong yeah. as hell. Yeah, she. I mean, you just take a look at her. You could see that she has some sort of powerlifting background or something of the sort. She's just a really good trainer. She's just really it's, well trained. It's so huge. What we do on this podcast, if you never listen, is we take a wrestler, we look at their career through five of their best matches. It could be most notable, could be most important, could be matches we can find on the internet because that also dictates. Because we want these to be matches you as well can watch at home. So let's talk about. Carlene Denise Moore Bignot. That is her actual name. Carlene Denise Moore. And then she married. She's married to another wrestler. Do you know who she's married to? It's Rodney Mack. It's Rodney Mack. It's I know Rodney Mack. Well, I found that out in one, in one of the segments of this episode. <laughs> That's right. We learned that in a later segment of this episode. So after dropping out of college, uh, she was approached about starting a career as a professional wrestler, joined a school in Louisiana. She was originally inspired to be a wrestler because she saw... Jacqueline Moore perform. Miss Jackie, tremendous wrestler. We have covered yeah. on the pod. Excellent, excellent female trailblazer. Someone who uh, I can see the ex- inspiration. Yeah. Uh, Another strong two. female wrestler. Yeah, really, really strong woman. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I mentioned it in our Jackie episode. That was someone who is just before my time. 
So I, I wasn't if, able to see we, that. If we transported Jackie from when she was really popular in WWE to current wrestling, she would be super popular. Oh, my God. be able to put on some bangers. Just a, and a charismatic woman, too. Yeah, very much so. So using the name Jasmine, uh, after six to eight months of some training, she joined ECW as part of the Impact Players, which were Jason Knight and the more important people, Lance Storm and Justin Credible. She then would feud with Jason, which leads us to our first match. It is ECW Heat Wave 1999, an intergender match, Jazz versus Jason Knight. I did not know this match existed, even though I am the ECW head of the pod. I did not know Jason Knight was part of the Impact Players. I remember the Impact Players vividly, but it was just incredible and Lance Storm, and they were just cool as hell. Is Jason Knight Canadian? I honestly, just based on the vibes, I bet he is. Is Jazz Canadian? Jazz, no, Jazz is from New Orleans. I was supposed to say, one of these things is not like the other. Aside from the fact that she's a woman, she's uh, not Canadian. <laughs> Jason Knight was born in Novi Sad, Serbia. So, never Which, been more never been more wrong. Never been more basically Canadian. I'm sorry? Serbia <laughs> and Canada? Both cold. They're just both not America. That's the way you think of it. Anyways, not America, both cold, mostly white people. Uh, Jason Knight looks like Biff Bagwell. Like he, <laughs> he looks, he's not quite Buff Bagwell. He's just Biff. It's like, it's like all those knockoff, like Dr. Peppers where like they don't have their doctorate and they're like, it's Mr. Pepper. And shit it's like, like fucking that. RC with Coca-Cola. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So he looks like Biff Bagwell. Uh, Jazz gets a huge pop. She's got the very simple attire with the jazz leather jacket, black tights. She's just here to kick ass. Like That's what she's doing. I mean, yeah, she's the female fighting phenom. It's a great name. Um, what you think of the match? Honestly, I thought it was better than, than I expected it to be. Considering it's an intergender match in ECW, I, I, did, I just kind of expected trash wrestling. And you know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is an insult. Uh, what I mean by trash wrestling, it's it's just that you know, just like they just go and they just fucking do crazy shit to entertain people. Yeah, and I think that's the weird. If you if you only know ECW as like, well, they're the extreme one. Is you think okay, every match is a car crash. Every match looks like the Moxley Page match from Revolution. Like everyone thinks that's the like oh that's probably where everything's going and like no this has some actual like wrestling in it no i mean more so like you know everyone's really going for it in their matches like they don't have just your standard fair like you know like this this is just your standard fair like technical wrestling match though i will say it does start with uh jason kissing jazz nope wasn't it on the cheek though still hands up jazz she'll fuck you up it's like a it's like a like a European kiss. Just like, that's true. Yeah. He is from Europe, so uh, yeah. running clotheslines by Jazz can't knock him down. Attempted crossbody. Jason just grabs her and slams her down. Yeah. yeah. Which again, she's like five foot four. I don't yeah. care if you weigh three hundred pounds. If you're five foot four, I feel like I can pick you up. Probably. Jazz with a drop toe hold to finally get him down. Scoop slam crossbody at the middle rope. She's she's doing well, and then Jason decapitates her with a chop. Yeah, just yeah. fucking ends her life. It's unfortunate. That's the end of the episode. No. Uh, <laughs> big big drop kick. Uh, he does a middle rope elbow drop. The Bret Hart one. Not like yeah, a, that one. Not not the cool one like everyone else does. <laughs> you say Bret Hart does lame elbow drops? Yes, I'm saying Bret Hart does lame elbow drops. 
I bet Bret Hart thinks that Applebee's is like a really fun night out. <laughs> like that's the kind of energy I get from Brett is like he's taking the wife out and he's like, oh, treating her right. Applebee's. Bloom, blooming onion and Applebee's. I bet you he thinks that Chili's is like not that good. But Applebee's. Well, because he thinks, but he also he thinks Chili's are hot. He just assumes that everything <laughs> at Chili's is hot. <laughs> He's like, oh, Texas Roadhouse. No, thank <laughs> That's you. That's a huge no. Outback Steakhouse. Pardon me. Steakhouse. Whatever. I'm from, I'm from fucking. I'm from goddamn. Uh, the, Alberta. Where, the fuck, where is he from? He's from fucking uh, Calgary. Yeah, Calgary's got good steaks. That's true. No, they've got moose. <laughs> they do have moose, too. Uh, Jazz with a crucifix off the ropes for a two, which was really good because it's after Jason kind of control with a chop and some drop kicks. Uh, we get a leg sweep by Jason. Jazz kicks out. Really big knife edge chop by Jason at one point two. Just drops her elbow drop for a two count. Jazz is like sticking around. That's kind of the story of the middle of the match. Yeah, I mean, she does. I won't put she does a cartwheel and then starts hitting like yes kicks. Yeah, uh, I, I instinctively almost was like yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Uh, so I went to to Monday Night Raw this past week, the one in Boston with John Cena returning. Mentally putting a little note as to how soon into the podcast you would drop that you were in, you were at Raw. Yeah, well, you know I got to flex, Evan. That, that's like ninety percent <laughs> of the reason why I went. Uh, the ten percent was because of John Cena, um, and you know it's it's funny because at one point i th- i forget i think it was the actual cena austin theory segment where like he basically left it to the crowd to decide what we wanted him to say about the wrestlemania challenge and yeah. then everyone just started going yes and i just instinctively like i wasn't even saying yes i was just doing the motion just to myself like this <laughs> <laughs> and i'm some like i was sitting next to little kids who by the way one of them was a big logan paul fan and brought like instead of having just a normal sign where he's like i love logan paul all this stuff it it was just a it just said prime and it had like pictures of the prime bottles and I was like you're like seven years old he's doing product placement for Logan Paul you're like seven years old I'm I'm so upset like we're not on the hard cam we're off in the corner Logan Paul's never gonna see this <laughs> incredible just insane um, but yeah I just found myself doing the little yes thing and and then none of the kids were doing it and I was like oh we've officially gotten to the point where the Brian Daniel or the, that Brian, I was about to say Brian Danielson. Or the the Daniel Bryan movement was was too long ago. They don't know what the yes movement is. Yeah, it was almost a decade ago. That kid wasn't alive for WrestleMania 30. No, he wasn't. That's crazy to me. Jazz starts hitting some offense, suplex, big Samoan drop where it's a really delayed Samoan drop and she holds Jason up on her shoulders for a long time. Yeah. Uh headbutt to Jason's uh Little Squires is what we're going to call him. Little Squires. Okay. Because he's, he's Jason Knight. So those are his Squires. All right. It's just, so we'll just call him a chestnut. I don't know. Just call him chestnuts. <laughs> Jazz gets a couple of chairs, puts one on Jason's nuts, and hits that chair with the other chair. You Good know, stuff. we got to, we got to, we have to talk about this spot. Okay. I understand it's a concerto. I understand I have to suspend my disbelief here. When yes. it comes to this stuff, but he is literally just sat in the corner holding the ropes, like hold, like basically how who does this? Where they just hold themselves? Is it Raven? Would Raven do this? Raven, Raven, Raven would do the that, corner, yeah. holding the ropes like that. Yep. Yeah, he's basically pulling a fucking Raven, and then she just puts the chair there. He he makes a face. He could just get up. 
it's not like he's non-responsive because he's like selling or anything. He's literally just he's making the face, and yeah. she takes a while to 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 get the other chair and then wind up and hit it. There's just no point. There's no reason why I should believe this. The other thing about it is almost immediately after he catches Jazz with an insigiri, so like it clearly didn't hurt that bad. It also didn't matter because we get to the finish. Jazz yeah. hits a face buster on a chair. It's called one, the, two, three. It's called the Jazz Stinger. Oh. Cool. Uh, it's, I'm, I did not write that down at any point. Uh, it's one, two, three. Jazz wins the match. And mind you, I watched this yesterday as of the recording. Yesterday, it was International Women's Day. One for the women. That's right. So Jazz would appear on intermittent basis in ECW until it was shut down for bankruptcy. In late 2001, the WWF expressed interest in her, and she was sent to OVW for six months to train. Signed a two-year contract with WWF under the name Jazz. She made her debut on the Survivor Series pay-per-view in 2001 in a six-pack challenge match for the WWF Women's Championship that she would lose. So she didn't win the title then. Um, Interesting. It was for, it was for the vacated championship because China had left the company. So they needed oh, yeah. Trish Stratus ended up winning the match. Let's go. Jazz had a rivalry with Trish Stratus. She would win the title from her on the February 4th, 2002 episode of Raw. And that leads us to our second match, which is Jazz walking into WrestleMania X8, the women's champion, to defend against Trish Stratus and Lita. This match had to follow Rock Hogan. Oh, no. Yeah. And honestly, when you think of it with that context now, the fact that they got the reactions they got is actually really impressive. I was going to say, thinking back on it, this this kind of slapped. I'm not going to lie to you. This match is good. Like This is this is probably my recommendation of the week is this and match. And it had some heat. Too, yeah. which is the thing. Like they, I wow. Well, you remember, just like sent me for a fucking loop with that. Well, think about this. It's in Toronto. Trish is Trish is the most popular women's wrestler at this time in general, uh, and she's still number one with me. And we're in Canada, so clearly it's going to be a big reaction for Trish. Lita, super popular, and Jazz had heat. Like people did not like Jazz. They did not want her to walk out of there with the title. They really did a good job portraying her as the villain. And honestly, she ate it up. Oh, yeah. We just have to mention, we, we're going to mention it later in her promo later on in the podcast, but I'm just going to mention it here. The first African-American woman to ever walk into WrestleMania as a champion. Yeah. That is awesome. That is that awesome. That is an incredible thing that I found out yesterday and I did not know of until yesterday. Also, the fact that we have Lita and Trish here. Makes me want to ask you, what do you think of the Lita and Trish angle heading into this year's WrestleMania? Do you think that that six person, like the six woman match is what's going to be the match? Or do you think we're going to get a swerve between now and then? No, I think it's going to be that. I I think it is only because Ronda appears to be hurt. Um, yeah. She's got some sort of shoulder thing, like like actually going on. Um, and I, I, if it wasn't for that, I honestly think it would have been a triple threat tag match uh between ronda and shayna uh damage control and lita and becky and then it would have been like bailey against trish straight up yeah uh or something like that but i, I do think it's gonna be the six woman tag just because of ronda's injury status unfortunately um not unfortunately i think that match is also probably gonna slap uh there's heat for it i was here for it you know when i saw the whole thing getting set up i 
you know, it was hard not to be. Listen, all I'm saying is on Monday, I realized why Jerry the King Lawler acts like Jerry the King Lawler. When I well, saw that, Tristratish, he's a lunatic. When, when I saw Tristratish, I lost all decency. I still cannot believe that you cannot say her last name. It's been 25 years of this. Really <laughs> it's never going to gonna change. Uh, a couple other thoughts before we get to the actual match. Lita's theme slaps, but is consistently overshadowed by how much the Hardy theme slaps. You know? And the Edge's theme also is is like, she's consistently with acts who have really good themes. But at the same time, look at her biggest rival, Trish. Trish's theme slaps like a motherfucker. That's true. And Trish comes out with the Canada gear super over like it's it's the right moment for her which is why you think trish would win this match we'll get to that we'll get to that yeah um jazz looks fucking huge right here this like this woman has been training training yes i think that's one thing that i always will give jazz credit for is she is always like fight ready you know we talk about like yeah. ufc fighters like oh i gotta get fight ready jazz always looks ready like if you said at any point you had to pluck her and be like hey you have to go like have an actual fight i would bet on her 99 times out of 100 hell yeah and i've seen the way she throws her punches in the ring that woman knows what she's doing she Um, truly does lita jumps jazz right off rip uh then trish and lita start double teaming her um it's it works for like 10 seconds and then jazz gets uh push gets lita out of the way and then gets a single leg crab onto trish um we also got something that uh, honestly now that i think about it i hadn't seen or i i hadn't seen uh anywhere before jazz glam slam she did a glam slam on lita so i will go to wikipedia to tell you that jazz is not called the glam slam it's called the bitch clamp <laughs> the early 2000s baby Instead of the glam slam, it's the bitch clamp. Because she doesn't really slam yeah. her down often. Usually she, it's just the hold and like dropping. Yeah, she just drops them. Yeah. Uh, which is another. Like, she doesn't, and she doesn't, it's not even just a slam. She doesn't go down with them either. Yeah. Uh, which is like the whole point of the move. But yeah, yeah that, I I hadn't seen anyone up to the women up until her do it. Yeah. Like I don't, know any, I don't know who inspired her to do it, but I, I've never rather. To me, Jazz is the originator. Absolutely. Uh, we get a spin kick that clocks Trish and sends her to the outside, and it seems like it legitimately connects with Trish's head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, head says by Lita to Jazz, then like a spin out power bomb for a two. Jazz then does does some offense. She hits Lita with a stun gun, puts her on the top rope. Trish crab server a roll up. Lita does a cross body. Trish rolls through it for a two. There's a lot of really good like trio yeah. planned offense going on here. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of this as a triple threat is they all, like, obviously, Trish and Lita have a ton of chemistry together. Yeah. And Jazz, honestly, just coming off of all these matches, I feel like that woman could have chemistry with anybody. Yeah. Because uh, she could just, she could play the heavy in a match. She could she could go to hold for hold with someone. She could she could just go straight brawling. Uh, she could just go and piece together just a bunch of moves if, uh, if that, if you know, if her opponent's uh, limited enough that needs that. Like she could just, she could just work with anyone, which is honestly uh, something that uh, the you know I'll get more into at the end when we really recap uh, her career. But she is so freaking versatile as a performer. Um, at one point here, uh, right after that, Trish hits a bulldog to Lita for a near fall. Yeah. Uh, Jazz follows that up with a fisherman suplex um, on Trish for a near fall because Lita breaks it up. 
Uh, we get some action with Trish. It's an inverted DDT on Jazz for a near fall. Uh, while Jazz is out, we get a Trish and Lita exchange. Yeah, always good to see. Yeah, we get a trip, uh, twist of fate. To uh, she Lita's going for a twist of fate on Trish. Uh, she's not able to do it, so she just ends up hitting it on Jazz. Um, she who and then turns scoop slam to Lita uh, or on to Trish right next to Jazz in the corner. Lita goes up, goes for a moonsault, but Trish gets her knees up and then immediately goes for the pin and she gets a near fall off of it. Commentary also makes note of the fact that as Lita's going up, she is going to do the thing that she would often do when she would run in on matches where she would, before she hits the moonsault, take her shirt off. And she like kind of does it. And then she's like, fuck, wait, no, this is the middle of the WrestleMania (laughs) match. And keeps her shirt on. And Jerry the King Lawler is like despondent on commentary for a minute he is he is considering what to do with the rest of his life but yeah she goes even notice that she goes for the moonsault uh trish gets the knees up trish with chops in the corner trish and lita go head to head coming out of the corner uh trish does a backslide on jazz for two jazz gets tossed over the top rope and i was like oh yeah jazz just like biding her time at this point after that yeah because then we kind of yeah, get the much. we gotta get the finish. Yeah, Trish has a rough landing in the corner uh, when Lita sends her flying, uh, and then Jazz goes uh, get so Lita gets up to the top rope. Uh, Jazz meets her up there. Fisherman Buster from the top on Lita. One, two, three. She wins the match. She sure does. That is gross, by the way. A fucking Fisherman Buster. Because that's. Not a fisherman suplex. That is an. That was a buster. That 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 busted. She <laughs> spiked her right on her fucking neck. She really did. But it was a. It still looked. I don't know. Safe, but also deadly. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, like it's Lita. So like, did she break her neck? I always. Yeah, I always get scared when Lita takes moves because it's just. It's just. Well, she scary. didn't have a. She didn't break her neck yet. That doesn't happen for like a year. Yeah, that's that's also true. Um, we are going to take our first break. When we get back, we have another WrestleMania match for Jazz. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back for the break. On May 6, 2002, some people the second I said that, who are huge nerds, know exactly what I'm about to mention. And it's that the WWF was renamed to WWE. At that time, Jazz was the women's champion, making her canonically the last WWF women's champion and the first WWE women's champion. Very important. Yes. We move all the way to the next year's WrestleMania, where she is not coming in as champion. Instead, she is a challenger, again with Trish Stratus in a, three, in a triple threat match but also against Victoria. WrestleMania 19, I love this WrestleMania. 
Yeah, I I really do think it kind of gets lost in time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, when we when we think of that, you know, we obviously think about uh, Austin's air quotes last match. You know, yep. Brock and Kurt in the main event where Brock does the fuck uh, the the goddamn shooting, shooting star where yeah. he lands on his head. Uh, you know, we uh, that that has a is that what the one that had uh, that wasn't Jericho. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was Jericho Michaels. Yeah, that was Jericho Michaels, which is another great man. Uh, I feel it, like did Triple H have a match against Undertaker that year? This is where was Triple that H beats Booker T. Oh, that's even worse. We don't. No, we're, we're not going to talk about that one. Then. It had the Hogan McMahon street fight. Uh, it had this match. Undertaker had his streak against Big Show and A Train, and what was supposed to be a yeah. tag match with Nathan Jones, but he sucked so hard that they made it a handicap match instead. Oof. Uh, yeah. I think the vibes of this one are really good. Something about the presentation. I love that it's in Seattle. I just love the way everything yeah. looks. I don't know. Like it also like st- it started at like dusk and got darker, which I liked. Whereas other West Coast WrestleManias had had to start like in the afternoon. Yeah, and, and they get dark by the main event. Like this one got dark earlier than that, which was kind of nice. We, uh, also, you know, we love we we love our San Francisco from 2015. What was it 31? We love 31. Yeah. It also but, had a what I consider an underrated opener, which is Matt Hardy versus Rey Mysterio. I don't fucking remember that man. I don't know what it is about the vibes of that match and the opening of WrestleMania. I think it's great, and then immediately you're treated with a streak match. Like right after, and I was like, "Okay, hot start to this WrestleMania." Okay, well, it's streak match. Like it's the fucking worst one of the bunch. Yeah, it like, still mattered. It still mattered. All right, I forgot the Victoria was managed by Stevie Richards. Uh, my first note here was Stevie Richards with a bunch of S's in all caps. Yeah, because you love Mr. I Steven. Love Stevie Richards. I will say, you know, there's been some weird Stevie Richards stuff the last few weeks. Uh, some Has a, there bit, been? A, bit, a bit concerning stuff with Stevie Richards, and just you know. Signs of deteriorating mental uh, stability and stuff like that, and I I hope that that everything's okay with good old Stevie Richards. Cause, okay, you know it's no nothing bad yet. Uh, I don't even want to say yet nothing bad. Um, but it's 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 trending in directions we've we've seen stuff like this before. Uh, they don't typically end well. Uh, so I really I really hope that if he needs the help, uh, that Stevie Richards finds it, and I hope everything comes up great for him because legitimately one of my favorites uh i I fucking love stevie richards and when we finally do get around to a stevie richards episode the way that i'm gonna freaking preach it's gonna be your your time to shine i'm gonna preach the gospel of this man's career so yeah he's with victoria here jazz attacks victoria as she poses and then what i wrote as a bridging camel clutch to trish because that's what jr calls it I mean, I don't even think it's that. It's just like a fucking. It's like a Muda lock, but without the fucking. Without yeah. Without the leg thing. Yeah, it's it's a half Muda lock. It's basically it's an ammo lock without the leg thing. Yeah. You know, it's. What do you think of the? What do you think of this match compared to the other triple threat? I I just felt like there was, there was a lack of connectivity with it. You know, I I don't sure, know what it yeah. was because I I do think Victoria is is a better wrestler than Lita. Yeah. you know technically um so i i don't know why what it was here uh, like trish is a year you know 
more uh, seasoned in the ring. So she's obviously better. And you see that in a bunch of this. I, I really do think that Trish, for the most part, is the focal point of this match. Yeah. Um, I, I think Jazz plays her part very well. I think Victoria plays her part well. But for whatever reason, it just didn't click at any point for me. I think there was just less fluid offensive transitions between like this person's in control and then here comes the third person. Like yeah. the, the switches were maybe a little different, but it's still some good, some good parts of the match. You know, yeah, Trish, I mean, Trish early with some right hands in the boot, tries climbing the ropes and Victoria just pulls her to the outside. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of brawls on the outside. Uh, Victoria does a slingshot flipping leg drop over the top to Trish. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Jazz gets her out. Um, Jazz does a leaping leg drop. Uh, Victoria pulls her out. Uh, then at one point, Jazz and Victoria team up, hit a double shoulder breaker to Trish, and Jazz turns on that power on that pairing immediately and hits a snap power slam for a two. Yeah, Trish with the backstabber into a rolling bridge pin on Victoria out of the corner, and then she looked really good. It did. Victoria is so is so pressed she's so obsessed the second she starts beating up trish she's good i hate you trish stratus i hate you and it's like it's tough being the queen bee you know everybody really comes is. in. you know like fucking uh why can't i mickey james comes in she's obsessed with trish stratus and everyone wants to come for trish stratus you know you can't come for the queen and if you do you best not miss and- jazz doesn't jazz doesn't hate you trish she just knows she has to beat you is who's the champion into this match is it victoria it's victoria yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Um, Victoria, by the way, we haven't done a Victoria episode, right? We have no. not. No, we're saving yeah, that. She's someone who... Talk about someone who desperately needs her flowers because she was fucking awesome. I do think that recently there's been kind of a, a recognition last like couple of years where people kind of go back and there's a certain era where they're like, I don't think we gave these people enough credit. And it's like the Victoria, Mickey James, Gail Kim... Oh yeah, like that era. You know, Kim gets her flowers absolutely, but, but mainly, it's more so but mainly for from the, the impact stands. Yeah, yeah. I th- look, man. I I really think that there were a lot of talented women uh, in that early to mid two thousands period in WWE yep. that were overlooked because the matches weren't as long. And this, you know, over here we had the 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 bra and panties matches with between you know don marie don marie and freaking uh tori wilson and that's that's you know good and well if they that were was the to time. do that yeah. that's what they could should they you know they could have been doing that but you know we also had some good wrestling and and good wrestlers on the roster at the time and yeah they didn't get enough time but uh, they made the most of what they had, um, and obviously, if we could go back, we'd we'd tack on another five to ten minutes to all of their matches, and we could add some masterpieces. But instead, we're left with good triple threat matches like this one right here, where you know Jazz hits a power slam bomb for a near fall at one point, and yeah, shit Trish, was nice. Trish runs Jazz into Victoria in the corner, and then does a meeting of the minds. Victoria uh, holds Trish for Jazz to to be able to hit a spinning heel kick. Uh, Trish ducks. Vicky, uh, Victoria gets got. Uh, Trish then rolls up Jazz for an earfall. You know, Vic- shit like that. There's one point where Trish takes is trying to take out both women. Jazz gets her, locks on a half Boston Crab, and then turns it into what I genuinely think is one of the best STFs I've ever seen. Oh my god, yeah, dude. Jazz needs to teach people how to do STFs, and by people, I mean Jonathan Cusina. <laughs> 
Cena is never going to learn. Uh, also, learn. his dad. His dad was uh, ringside the entire night. I didn't notice him at first until it wasn't until Cena came out that I know, that I noticed his dad because he like stopped to like say hi to him. Hi, Dad. Thanks for coming to visit me at work. I was like, oh shit, it's it's senior. Um, anyways, senior. Senior, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, at one point, yes, the the STF. You know what I think it is? I think it's because Trish is probably around the same height as her. Yeah, probably. Uh, if I had to guess, maybe it, it, Jazz was what five four? You said. Yeah, Jazz's fashion I, is five four. Yeah, I would guess Trish, Trish is five four as well. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's around the same height as her. So, and, and Trish is bendy. Like she's able to bend because she's flexible. Uh, so she, you know, she was able to like get her leg in a way that, that looked really devastating. And, you know, jazz is a big woman. So you see like her arms freaking crushing, uh, Trish Stratus's face like that. And she's just kind of yanking her and bending her in a way. Uh, I just don't know how many, you know, if Sita's doing that shit, I don't know how many guys he's going to be able to stretch out like that. You know? Yeah, that's fair. That's like, fair. Fucking, he can do it to Ricochet. He's not going to do it to Brock. You know, ref has his back turn with Victoria, and Stephen Richards tosses Jazz out of the ring. Uh, Trish with a roll up. Victoria reverses it and loses her pants a bit. We get blurred on the link. <laughs> They're like, ah, I can't have that. Uh, Jazz with the clothesline to Victoria. The bit, the bitch clamp to Trish. Uh, yells, "I'm the best," and then gets absolutely tattooed with a kick by Victoria, who then it's- proceeds to miss a moonsault. Yes, nobody's home. Jazz gets dumped to the outside by Victoria. The ref gets distracted. In comes your man Stevie Richards. How do things go for your man when he gets in? Uh, he it does it. Does, they do not go well. No, he comes in with a chair. Uh, <laughs> Trish moves. Uh, he hits the the top rope. It rebounds. Chair hits him right in the face. Trish then hits Stratisfaction on him. Uh, Victoria is not able, or she she gets uh she does eventually get to Trish. She tried to go for the Widow's Peak. And then we get to our finish, Evan. Go right ahead. Trish just gets out of the Widow's Peak, hits a chick kick, and boom, she wins the title. Yeah. People are happy. I'm this, happy. This match followed the Undertaker streak match. So it was right in the middle of the card. Instead of being the cooldown, they didn't really do a cooldown. Well, how do you fucking cool down from the worst match on the card? You know? No, I mean, normally it would end up, like the women's match would end up in the cool down spot between whatever the two mains are, right? But they just went crazy in the second half of this pay-per-view and went it goes michaels jericho triple h Booker t the hogan mcmahon street fight rock austin lesnar angle that's the last half you know i i also like it when they do that when there aren't really like fuck cool down matches you know no. just give it to me no cool down just do let it me, just keep going. let me decide what i want and don't want to see you know so Jazz would win the title, I believe, once more. Either it was before or after. I'm not. Yeah, she won it one one more time uh, after she took on the managerial services of Theodore Long because she beat Trisha as a backlash. She would lose the title in a battle royal to Gail Kim on June 30th. She had an covered that match. We we did. She uh, would be injured. She would come back as the manager and valet for real life husband Rodney Mack, but was released in November of 04 due to creative department's lack of ideas for her character. That's what it says on Wikipedia. She then would kind of become a staple of the independent scene. She would have a brief return in WWE. She would be on the independent circuit a lot. And she took part in the inaugural Shine Wrestling event. 
Shine, one of the premier women's promotions. She was at Shine 1, and she was awarded the Legacy Award from Diva Dirt, a women's wrestling website, at the same show. At Shine 1, she was in the main event against Sarah Del Rey, and that is our next match, July 21st, 2012. Main event of the first Shine show is a really cool, like, fun fact. Yeah. It's uh, it's also, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, these two are are also two of the prominent shimmer uh wrestlers i would i would guess yeah i know i know as far as sarah del rey she definitely is i, I believe honestly she might be the shimmer champion at this point um but yeah no it's it's cool the main event of shine shine uh i, I would guess say is probably the number two women's promotion uh in the u.s mm-hmm. you know it's it's uh it's a nice uh little little feather in in jazz's very 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 full cap at this point in 2012, the Shimmer World Champion was actually Paige's mom, Soraya Knight. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. That's a terrible decision. Um, <laughs> Sarah Del Rey was the first Shimmer Champion and was champion for almost a year before losing it to Mischief. Um. Oh, my God. Wow, Mischief. A name, you hadn't, a name you hadn't thought of in a long time. Speaking of, speaking of names. So, Shine One, it's July 2012. Trident... Guess. Just give me three names you think are on this card. Allison Danger. Allison Danger is. Is that also Allison K or no? No. No. Allison no. K is uh, Sierra. Allison Danger is not on the card. Oh wow. Um. Uh, Allison. Uh, see, Sierra yeah. would have been my other guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't say that now. Um. Man. F- uh. Twenty twelve. You said. Yep. Twenty twelve. So not. Uh, Page, not Brittany Knight. Nope, not yet. Ooh, that's this is tough. Uh, Lufisto. Lufisto is not on this card. She's on the. I think she's on the next card. Nicole Matthews. Uh, Nicole Matthews is also not on this card. So some of the names oh, that I was man. thinking you might be able to get. Uh, Sue Young's on the card. Okay. Ruby uh, Ruby Sky's on the card. Mercedes Martinez is on the card. Oh, Santana Garrett's on, Vita Scott's on there, Cherry Bomb's on there. Uh, so, uh, like a lot of other prominent, especially independent women's wrestlers at the time. Yeah, especially from that early 2010s period. Yeah. What do you think of this match? This is by far our longest match for Jazz. Oh, yeah. I think technically this match is really good. My issue with this match is it is way too much Sarah Del Rey being Sarah Del Rey. Describe that for the people. She... Okay, Sarah Del Rey is a heat magnet. The way that honestly, the best way to describe it is like when Kevin Owens is a heel, and he's just like he's all about like headlocks and slowing down matches. He does not want you to have any fun when you're watching him wrestle as a heel. That is essentially Sarah Del Rey. Yeah. Sarah Del Rey, when she's a heel, is the fucking worst. <laughs> like but she's she, really good. She's the best at being the worst. Yeah, she's don't get me wrong, she's really good. Uh, but fuck me, can she really suck the life out of a match when she wants to? She it's a lot of her grounding jazz, though early on there is a definite exchange that I love, which is that she gets a head scissors on jazz and tells somebody in the crowd to shut your mouth, fat man. Which <laughs> the other thing about Sarah Del Rey is she does not have a mean voice, but she is a mean character. And so it sounds so polite, but she is calling this man a fat man. 
You know, it's the funniest thing. When you said that, uh, shut your mouth, fat man, you also kind of said it. I don't know if you've ever watched New Girl. You kind of said it like Schmidt from New Girl. I ha- So here's the thing is I have told my friend Mallory, who is my co-host on the Pop Capsule podcast, that there is, a, there is a multiversal version of me where instead <laughs> of the university I went to in Northern Ontario, I went to a prominent like yuppie city <laughs> university in Southern Ontario and I just became Schmidt. I can't oh. find my driving moccasins anywhere. <laughs> it's a very real possibility. It's a very real possibility. Yeah. Did you wash your hands? Put them away. What? Why is this towel always damp? <laughs> uh, That's my towel. I've always used that towel. <laughs> a white man? No. What did security do about it? Nothing. Typical. <laughs> God bless Schmidt. Anyways, uh, it's a it's a lot of like weirdly this match being the longest has no more m- like notes than the other matches because there's a lot of like long spots. Yeah, I mean it's there's a side headlock to start the match if that gives you any direction of where yeah. we're going here. Then we um, get that head scissors and fat man bit. Yeah, Jazz uh, throws on a front face lock and then she she transitions that into a like pretty nasty arm hold. To be honest, it's, uh, the way I would describe it is honestly kind of how Penta. Uh, sets up the the arm breaker move that he does, except she didn't break the arm. She just kind of held it there. Yeah. Uh, Jazz just starts working um, Sarah to the point where she like she honestly just outworks her, and then yeah. Sarah goes out for a breather. She starts talking shit to fans. She gets back into the ring, throws on a calf slicer, um, and then we get honestly my favorite part of the match, which was. Uh, Jazz threw on like I I guess it's a camel clutch, but she just throws in forearm shots while she's doing it. This was so good, which is just fucking great. I love that. This is why I think that again, similar to how I said like if you moved Jacqueline into current wrestling, like if you had like early like even like mid two thousands to early twenty tens Jazz in current AEW, she would be oh my fucking God. shit up. Not even currently AEW, just fucking anywhere. You put her in yeah. Impact, you put her in, in fucking uh, whatever New Japan's got going on you're over there. Me, you're telling me Jazz and Jamie Hader wouldn't wouldn't slap? Holy shit! <laughs> there it is. You just so, yeah. unlocked a dream match for me. Sarah Del Rey then hence uh, gut wrench delayed suplex for a two, which was a very impressive move. I like that a lot. Yeah, Sarah Del Rey is an underratedly strong woman. Like people just have to understand. I'm still actually, I think she's actually still Cesaro's or Claudio Castagnoli's partner. I'm not entirely sure what the status on that is. But I know they were definitely together for a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume she trains with him as well. And if you're training with Claudio, probably the strongest man in professional wrestling, aside from Brock Lesnar. You're gonna be strong. Wikipedia still says that they are together. So yeah, you gonna you're gonna be strong. You gonna you gonna to be. Uh, yeah, we get back to the to to the actual wrestling of it. Um, Jazz does a fucking drive by boot that Sarah sells like she was legit knocked out by. Then she sends Delray into the barricade, and I think Jazz thought the barricade was sturdier than it was. It almost lands on a child. <laughs> Fuck them kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then we get back in the ring, and Sarah hits uh, probably the most like logically placed rolling heel kick I've ever seen. Because I feel like a lot of time the the rolling heel kick feels like it's a weird, awkward thing to throw into a match, but she hits it running into the corner, and so I'm like, oh, that's like that feels like an easier place to hit it. I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, listen, I fucks with a rolling heel kick. I feel Absolutely. like we need more rolling heel kicks in wrestling. But also, like, people who can safely hit it because it's probably one of the more dangerous moves, yep. dangerous moves to hit on people. Jazz then starts throwing some jabs. And again, I, I want Road Dog to take notes. Like, Jazz, Jazz has some jabs, like, that could fuck you up. And then a right arm Larry for two. We get forearms to the back, a trio of rolling butterfly suplexes. And I was like, this is great. Jazz is truly bringing all the things out of the bag right now. Yeah. Uh, at one point, uh, Sarah does get the advantage back. She throws on a Juju Katani. Yeah. Shout out to, again, I will never stop thanking Taz for telling me that the cross arm par is just a Juju Katani. I love that name. Um, Jazz, that's, like, that's, Sarah, like when I, that's when I learned about. That's like when I learned about the Ushigoroshi, and I was like, "This is the greatest." Ushigoroshi. <laughs> Thank you, Moro. <laughs> that's who it was. My boy, no you said it. Thank you, Moro. Thank you, Moro. <laughs> you said it like you're a freaking Staten Island baby. Thank um, you, Moro. Thank you, Annie. <laughs> Love you, sweetie. Just um, while you smack your lips. <laughs> get a Fujiwara armbar by Del Rey. Jazz crossed the rope. Tons of arm work for the next little bit by Sarah. Yeah. Then she she hits a Northern Light suplex with a bridge for a near fall. Uh, like there, she just goes on a rampage. Uh, and then literally puts on the rampage. Yeah. Uh, like the whole, like she, except instead of what Paige does where she hits a DDT, she just kind of holds her in that position. She turned it into submission hold. And then she does like a suplex from it, which I think is one of her finishers or at least a signature move of hers. Well, it didn't work because Jazz still managed to kick out. Jazz then locks in another strong STF in the middle of the ring. A long crawl to the ropes by Sarah. Jazz locks it right back in. Another long crawl to the ropes. And then we get the finish. Jazz hits a Jazz stinger for the dub in the first ever main event of a shine show. Yes. And as should have been, Jazz walks out victorious. Yes. We are going to take our last break. When we get back, we got one more match and a promo from Jazz. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back from the break, let's talk about how Jazz went on a run as the NWA Women's Champion. On September 16, 2016, Jazz captured the NWA Women's Championship from Amber Gallows at NWA Texoma. And at the first ever pay-per-view in years, the 70th anniversary show, she successfully defended her championship against Penelope Ford. Now, it's hard to find clips of her, her impact run that she just did or of her run as NWA Women's Champion, which lasted 948 days and only ended because she had to vacate it due to medical concerns. So we had to find another part of her being on the indies. And the best match, or like the, the most 
well-known person, I'd say, is even not even an NWA championship match. It's a match from ROW Ladies Night Out 4 in November 2018 against Taya Valkyrie. And I was like, I am intrigued by this matchup. Yeah. I forgot that Taya Valkyrie was in WWE. I literally, my first note is literally, you remember when Taya was in WWE? I don't remember her name. It was like something Monet. Frankie Monet. Yeah. And she had the little dog. She was there for like a year, wasn't yeah. she? Well, she, she, I think she started like right she at was the beginning. pandemic, wasn't it? She started to think right at the beginning of the pandemic and yeah. then was released in the pandemic. She was, well, she started like somewhere in 2020 and then no, was so, released. So she, so she signed in February 2021 and then was released in November of 2021 in the seventh round of COVID layoffs. Fucking hell. Yep. They just did absolutely nothing with her. She is way too talented to for that. Like and, it's and unbelievable. Then in this, so this, so this is before she was in WWE. This is when she was like Lucha Underground and TNA. Yeah. And in this show, she was supposed to wrestle Jordan Grace. There's also a really popular Jordan Grace versus Jazz match for the NWA Women's Championship that I cannot find that I really want to see. Fucking NWA. I know. Give me more content. So that she's looking to pay for. So, so Ty is looking for somebody to battle because Jordan Grace was injured, and Jazz comes out to accept the challenge. Uh, at first, her mic doesn't work. That's awkward. AW production team strikes again. <laughs> uh, the phenom is in the building. Is up for the challenge. Talks about how she's the first WWE Women's Champion, the last WWF Women's Champion, the current NWA Women's Champion. Let's get it on. Yeah, this match. Sur- surprisingly not as long as i would have thought considering how long the video or the clip is yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of talking there's stuff that happens after the match i don't know if you stayed for the aftermatch shenanigans i'll fill you in don't worry (laughs) i also thought this would be later in the card than it is because i've also like i've heard of reality of wrestling that's the company that's running it i didn't realize reality wrestling had such good production value like for I don't a, even know you could watch reality. I assume just on fight, no? I guess so. For a, for a an indie like this is really good production value, and the yeah. card has some again some some good names. Kiara Hogan's on this card. Su Young's on this card. Kylie Ray's on this card. Eva Lee and Thunder Rosa were the main event. Like I assume it's a lot of uh, Lucha Underground and Impact people, and a lot of people based in Texas. Like reality wrestling is Texas yeah. based. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's Booker T's promotion, baby. That's what he can do. No Man, Roxanne but... Perez, though. No. Or exactly. Roxy. She was like 15 at the time, probably. What do you think of the uh, the actual match? So it's it's longer, it's shorter than you thought based on the clip? Yeah, I thought it was shorter than what I thought. I, I felt like it just needed more time, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's good for what we got, but I just think that, you know, if... You know, we're stacking it against the the triple threat with Trish uh, and Lita, or you know, some of the some of the matches that we've already seen. Like, it's just not there because there just isn't enough. You know, I just don't think that there was enough, and they they did the work to build. Yeah, but they just it's like a movie that you know is really slow to build, and I'm just you're done. Like it does. I will say payoff. Or I like will say for like part. a surprise, like for an unplanned match, to be able to just go out there and like they had pretty decent chemistry for people who I don't know if they've matched up before. 
Yeah, I mean they're also two very experienced wrestlers. Yeah, when so. do you think when do you think Taya started wrestling? Oh man, if I had to guess, I would say like two thousand and nine, twenty ten. So yeah, right on. Yeah, it's pretty I, good. I don't know. She, I, well, I also don't think she's not that old. You know, <laughs> like no, she's she's, probably, she's she's not. She's like mid thirties, late thirties, something like that. She's thirty nine now. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have guessed. You know, she probably started in her mid thirty or mid twenties and I, went to I, Mexico. I didn't know that Taya was a uh, classically trained ballerina, and she was trained by Lance wow. Storm. Finally, the Canadian connection comes back around. Let's fucking well, go. Well, isn't she Canadian? Yeah, I she's think from she Winnipeg. is Canadian. She's from Winnipeg. Or actually, no, she's from Victoria, but... I don't know the difference. Victoria is on the far west. Go up from Seattle. Ooh, so it's yeah. a, it's a, it's above Vancouver. Vancouver. Uh, all right. The actual match, tie with some sass as they break up in the corner early. Jazz tosses her by the hair repeatedly. Three times. Three <laughs> hair suplexes is what Great. I call it. <laughs> Uh, Valkyrie picks the leg, switches it into what I would consider an unconventional STF, uh, but then yeah. Jazz just counters it into an arm submission. Commentary makes what I think is a very sound comparison. I want to hear your thoughts. Go on. Commentary compares Jazz and calls her the Vince Carter of women's wrestling. Like, an innovator around for a long time, probably doesn't get the respect for being consistently good. Like everyone knows, like oh, you know, at the heights, oh yeah, that's you know, that's Vince, or oh, that's Jazz, but like consistently been doing it for a long time. I no, I I disagree with that because I just my thing with Vince is I think Vince Carter is actually overrated. Overrated. <laughs> I think he's I think he's fondly remembered, and then people think that he's better than he was. But I do yeah. think so, like. I think the pendulum has kind of swung almost too far that way by some he was people. A, for what people don't understand is Vince Carter was a good stats, bad team guy. And yeah, you know, he 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 picked took some of those Raptors teams to to become, you know, they they were pretty to the, to the playoffs. They, was, yeah, to the playoffs. I think at one point they they were in contention probably in 2000. Um that that weird year where the Pacers and then the Bucks were involved there and Philly um you know, like uh, 2001 actually is the one I'm thinking of, but at, you know, like then he went to the Nets and they were fucking mid and then he went to the magic and you know, he kind of just piggybacks. And then we got the start of old man, Vince Carter with that whole run that, you know, everyone remembers, but I, I don't know, like I would have rather had Tracy McGrady and all these other guys uh, who played his position. Uh, I think that a more apt comparison is probably like Ray Allen, you know, really, really fucking good player. One That's of the good. best. Yeah extremely consistent throughout his career kind of changed it up a bit as he got older to become more of a specialist uh but it's going to be fondly remembered because from beginning to end was always just a good player just really maybe good that's player. right maybe that's the better comparison maybe that's consistent. the right that's the right bald shooting guard to compare jazz to <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad we finally found the right bald shooting guard it's <laughs> pretty good uh, Valkyrie with knees to the back of Jazz in the corner. Jazz with, again, some of these work punches are so good. Yeah, like, she's got some great punches, man. The right hands, tosses Valkyrie to the outside, slams her into the announce table twice, and then Tyus sends her into the apron and the ring post. I was like, okay, shit's getting scrappy. Shit's getting spotty. Um... <laughs> Uh, Taya hits some running hip attacks in the corner. Jazz uh, does a butterfly, just hits two butterfly suplexes, and then uh, does a leg drop for a near fall. By the way, her leg drops are fucking great. That leaping yeah. leg drop that she does, she gets some air on that shit. Yeah. What's your favorite jazz move that we've seen? It's, I th- it's the butterfly suplex. It's either the butterfly suplex or the SDF. 
I love her butterfly suplex. She hits yeah. him so clean and so effortlessly every yeah. single time. That's the yeah, it's just it's the variance, you know, because yeah. it looks really fucking good on Trish, but it like looks fine on like you know Sarah Del Rey. Yeah, <laughs> Jazz hits a sit out power slam. That was dope. That was uh, some good. Ty gets man. a foot on the rope, and then we get to the finish where Ty was just playing possum, and she does the roll up with a handful of tights, and she wins. That's probably where you stop watching. Yeah, that is exactly where I stopped watching. <laughs> Jazz goes over to commentary because there's a, a woman on commentary named Barbie. I don't know her last name, but it's not Barbie Blank. Oh, <laughs> I don't believe it's Barbie Blank. Uh, I heard Barbie, and I was like, oh, it's just Barbie Kelly Kelly. I don't think it's <laughs> Kelly Kelly. Jazz is staring her down while on com, like is standing on top of the announce table and staring her down, and then instead of getting off the announce table, just grabs the ref, jumps on his shoulders, and has him carry her to the back. <laughs> On a piggyback ride. And I thought that was so funny. I don't know why. It's such a weird way to exit. She walks in not having a match. Loses on a on a shitty roll up. And then is like, alright ref, carry me home. <laughs> Jesus. Our last thing is a promo. And it is a, it is a tribute to Jazz that happened at Hard Times 2 uh, in the NWA. And here's a thing that I'm, I'm noticing. With a lot of the women that we cover who were popular between... Let's say I think the furthest back we probably go is the 80s, right? To the mid 2010s. They don't have promo time. They never fucking have promo time. Yeah. And so we end up always looking at retirement promos or angles. And it's hard to find promo times. And people will say, oh, I don't remember a jazz promo. Because you didn't let her have the microphone. And honestly, what I got from this whole thing, she could fucking talk. She, she seems talk. like a fine talker. She seems, yeah, exactly. She seems to to get it. Obviously, and, she's speaking from the heart, so it's like easier. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. Like she, the her cadence. She didn't really fumble at any point. She's clearly got the charisma. And like, that's the, the thing is, she she has presence. She yeah. for for being only five four, she's got presence. But it's cool to see her kind of retirement piece because that's one of the things the matches we couldn't find is that she did have a retirement match recently. And that was at that was an Impact Wrestling Hardcore Justice. She it was a title versus career match against Deanna Perazzo, and she lost. Uh, but she also had this kind of retirement thing uh, at Hard Times Two for the NWA. When was Hard Times Two? Hard Times Two. Let me confirm. It was December 2021. So it was after yeah. that title versus career match. So Hard Times Two was in December of 2021. Uh, this is it's just kind of interesting to see her reflect on her career. She's here with with Rodney Mac. Uh still looks jacked. <laughs> yeah, Rodney Mac looks great. That's what I picked up from this promo. Yeah, Rodney Mac still still looking jacked. Jazz still in good shape. And I was like, yep, that's this all sounds about right. Yeah, she uh she's first off, she thanks God for granting her talent and gifts to be able to perform for twenty five plus years, which I, I did the math on and I was like, Shit, yeah, twenty five years. Yeah. Fuck. If you're wondering what Jazz is doing now, uh, she owns a fitness gym, which, according to her, quote, keep the youth off the streets, keep them positive. She also runs a wrestling school with Rodney. And they had twin girls in November 2008 named Summer and Sky. It's very mm. cool. Yeah. You know, I got to say, if I am a, a you know, female performer and there is someone that, you know, there's a school that I would want to go to, it's absolutely Jazz's. Yeah, for sure. 
I would absolutely want to go to her school. That is someone that I I would want to learn from. Yeah, definitely. Uh, she she goes on to uh, she thinks anyone that has given her a platform to perform. Uh, to become the female fighting phenom, which again is just a fucking fantastic nickname, uh, to become the baddest bitch, which I love it when people are able to empower themselves enough to say just baddest, I'm the fucking baddest bitch, I'm the baddest man in the ring. Yeah. Anytime you're the first thing that comes out is baddest, I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. <laughs> There's a reason people were scared of the baddest man on the planet, Michael Tyson. <laughs> Michael Tyson. Michael Tyson. Hello, it's me, Michael Tyson. Uh, it's me, Mike. Jazz thanks WWE for allowing her to become the last WWF Women's Champion. Kind of goes into that spiel again. Uh, I love this where she thanks Paulie and, and Dreamer. So Paul Heyman, Tommy Dreamer, and ECW for believing in her. Said that they, she had all the TNA she needed, not tits and ass, but talent and ability. And I was like, that's actually something I can picture Paul Heyman saying. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> She thinks the NWA and Billy Corgan for letting her be champion for 900 plus days. Have, have you seen the meme of Billy Corgan that's going around recently? No. He's just on a roller coaster and he looks so fucking miserable. <laughs> Is it <laughs> one looks... of the music videos? No, it's just it's just actual Billy Corgan and he's just on a on a roller coaster and he looks so mis- miserable. I don't know, man. Have we ever looked at Billy Corgan and was like, that guy's happy? Has anyone heard the Smashing Pumpkins music? Does anyone think this guy's just a Look how miserable that looks, Javier. Does anyone just does anyone look at or hear the Smashing Pumpkins or look at that man and think, yeah, he's he's a happy guy. Billy Corgan looks like Caillou grew up and was never loved the whole way. He's just clinically depressed. Uh, but you know, she thanks she thanks Billy Corgan. She thanks Rodney, and it's really sweet. Uh, Rodney's clearly getting a little emotional. Yeah, uh, she said they set a goal with each other to become uh, from day one to become the best. Uh, she says that, that Rodney has been everything. And then I'll be honest, she says a lot of stuff and I didn't write all of it down cause she just kind of kept going, but it's, you know, it's her husband. I'm pretty sure you can nice. kind of figure out what the fuck she meant. And then jazz also thanks the women's roster for trusting her opinions. Cause he's a producer and she produces yep. some, some of the women's wrestling for NWA. And so she says, thanks for trusting me and trust. Like when I make it up as I go along and like, again, we, we talked about like somebody that I would absolutely want to learn the business from for sure. She thanks Medusa, who just randomly comes out the back. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the women's roster is at ringside for this, by the way. Yeah, except for Medusa, who just comes out the back for like a second, waves, so, you know, blows a kiss, and then goes back. <laughs> she got things to do. But that's, uh, like, she thanks, that's- everyone, one last time. Uh, she is, and then she said she doesn't want anyone crying because uh, there's still one kick-ass match left, which is 2021. I assume Nick Aldis is in it. Probably that sounds about right. Let's just be honest. Hard Justice Two was that Nick Aldis against? Oh wait, I can guess. Hard, hard Times guess. Two. It wasn't. Yes. It wasn't Nick Aldis. Oh, wasn't Nick Aldis? Oh shit! It was Trevor Murdoch versus Mike Knox, baby, baby, baby. All right, that is silence the- is deafening. <laughs> the silence is is it's disgusting. Uh, I feel like I know the answer, but what do you think going back and looking at the career jazz? Again, fucking fantastic performer. Um, just very clearly one of the best women's wrestlers uh, ever. Honestly, she's really fucking good. Um, and the crazy thing is, you know, like, yeah, obviously we limit ourselves to five matches, but we didn't, we weren't able to get the best of her, I don't think. 
Um, I, yeah. I think a lot of that is just lost either behind a paywall or to time. Um, and unfortunately, more than anything. And I, I just think that there's so many matches out there of Jazz who, you know, that, that are just fucking bangers that, that are just somewhere to be unlocked. Yeah. And I really hope that someone listening to this goes out there, finds them and watches them because this is this is a woman who... Uh, above all, she you know she's not just a talented performer. She's just not she's not just a charismatic performer. She is someone who is very clearly passionate about this profession, and, and you can see it every time she went out there because uh, you could just tell who has like a respect for the business. Yeah, uh, when they when they wrestle, uh, and, and she's very clearly one of those. Like she's she's she obviously. Uh, you know, I don't know if she grew up as a fan of wrestling or anything like that, but uh, she she's very clearly someone who grew to love it passionately um, and, yeah. and worked her ass off to become really fucking great at it. And especially towards the end there, no, no matter if it's that match with Taya or, uh, you know, I, I, I can only assume how good the Deanna Perrazzo match was. Um, yeah, there were a couple good uh, good impact matches that we weren't able to to do yeah, like she she teamed just how she teamed with are. jordan grace in the knockouts tag title cha- oh my tournament yeah god <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was probably really good um big mama pump and and fucking jazz jesus uh yeah no i it's, again it's she's just she's someone who i feel like has been lost in time um and it's really unfortunate because you know i know that i think this way but anyone uh, you know, especially, you know, just slightly older be- between us in age, anybody between us in age, you, you know, you've, you've got, you've got your handful of years on me. That's right. But, you know, the should, should, you know, consider that early 2000s time of Trish Stratish and Lita. And obviously, you know, those are the two big ones that we think of, of that period, but there's also Victoria, you know? I remember jazz jazz is one that actually um, obviously I have my reasons for why I love uh, Trish Stratus so much uh, as we anyone who's heard this podcast and has heard me talk about her. No, um, but the reason why I would re- like the first woman that comes to mind aside from her in this time period is always jazz just because yeah. she was the one that always popped to me. You know, yeah. she's she's a she just looks so different from everyone else and and i mean that in the best possible way because you know in a war in at a time period where like i mentioned we were getting our tori wilson and don marie you know braun panties matches and all this other stuff and uh the women's division was really dominated by by trish stratus and lita and that whole thing we had jazz who was fucking awesome and was just a fresh breath of air and uh, really breathe a different sort of energy into that division. And I, I really, really, really hope that time doesn't forget her because she's, she's one of the greatest, man. One of the goats. Absolute goat. It was really fun to watch. Uh, recommendation is definitely the first triple threat match. Yeah, I think, WrestleMania 18. I think it was the sure. smoothest one. Uh, but also, it's kind of fun to go and watch. Like, I kind of want to go watch like old Shine stuff. There's so many women's wrestlers who had good work in Shine and Shimmer. Like oh yeah man, they Shim- would make early Shimmer stuff is fucking awesome. They would they would make some really fun old rewatches. All right, 
wherever you are listening. Be sure to rate five stars. It helps the boys out tremendously. Subscribe. Tell a friend who likes wrestling. Tell a friend who remembers jazz. Be like, hey, you like jazz? Look at that. I fucking threw in a B-movie reference. You're all... That's why people come back for shit like that. Fullpressshop.com. Cop the merch. Support the boys. Help us out tremendously. Fullpresswrestling.com. All the links to this week's matches are all on there. You can watch all the jazz stuff. Go back and watch Tatanka. Go back and watch Test. Tatanka. All of this stuff. Go back and watch it all. Next week. Ho! Oh, yes. We're covering the wood-carrying All-American. It's Jim Duggan season next week, baby. Uh, I know Jim Duggan for like just saying ho and carrying a two by four. I am so excited. Apparently there is a really excellent match against Vader and that oh, is oh. going to be on there. And I'm hyped to watch it. Cause apparently it's like pretty serious. Jim Duggan just trying to be a beefy boy against Vader. That's good content. You know, I, I, I will leave my Jim Duggan thoughts to that podcast, but seeing as how old I am and when I started to watch wrestling, I can only, you know, you can only make an assumption as to how I know Jim Duggan. That's fair. Thank you so much to everybody listening this week. It is time for everyone's most favorite part. Oh, I forgot to tell you where to follow us on social media. Follow, follow the podcast on Twitter at Crossbody of Work. It's very cool. It's very easy to find. If you go there, you'll find Javier's. Uh, Twitter handle, which is JMLO Sports Sauce the Boy I follow. Sauce me one too. Added seven gums. I T S E V A N G O M E S. It's all my names plus the word it's. It's very easy. Uh, thank you for listening. It's time for the most important part of the podcast every week. Javier, any final words for the people? This week on Life Advice with Javier, um, I have been doing this thing with my girlfriend where we're doing a. Uh, like low spend month oh, yeah. and so what she did is she printed out these like little calendar like a calendar paper calendar of the month and then every day we like fill in how much money we've spent so we can kind of keep track of that honestly recommend everyone do it yeah. i really do that's my that's my uh advice this week uh you know you don't have to you i mean you could start now for for what you've done in march or honestly just pick it up in uh in april i, I suggest someone just you know just pick one month. I, I'm not saying you, you don't have to. Also, I, I'm also not saying that you don't have to like, oh, don't like go a day without spending zero dollars or any of that. When I say yeah. low spend, what I mean is just be mindful of what you're spending and try not to spend on things you don't need. Like me, when I play WWE Supercard, maybe I, I don't spend money on on super coins, you know, or Pokemon Go. Maybe I don't spend money on Poke coins. You know, uh, just, you know, just try to, to get the ancestral stuff and the stuff that you think uh, are uh, reasonable purchases. I really do think that just a month of of mindful spending and, and tracking your finances could really go a long way with people. If you're wondering what is an essential purchase. Um, Food. <laughs> VC for the wreck in 2K <laughs> is absolutely a necessity because if you try to walk into the wreck as a 70, one, you're never getting the ball, and two, the second you do, it's getting you're getting ripped immediately. Yeah, first off, my guy's in 99 because this game came out in October or September or whenever the fuck it was. Yeah, sorry I waited till it was $24 to buy it. <laughs> I'm an old man. I wait for these things. That's called being fiscally responsible. Thank you for being fiscally responsible. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We're back next week to talk about a man who loves a two-by-four. We'll talk to you then. Ho!
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.